Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. It's true that every state in these United States has a compulsory education law, and non-sectarian state-controlled schools open freely and equally to all. But in spite of all America has done to ensure its children and education, do you realize how inadequate our present school system is? America is doing more and spending more for education than ever before. But our schools still are failing to cope with the record rise in enrollments resulting from the high birth rate of recent years. Shortages exist now in the number of school buildings, in staff personnel, in transportation, textbooks, in almost every phase of school work. Above all, the great need is for additional teachers, at least 118,000 new elementary teachers to take care of the increased enrollment. The crisis with which our public school system is faced is a challenge to all Americans. Something must be done at once. Take an interest in this problem by working with local civic groups and school boards. If you'd like to help in improving conditions, write Better Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York, for free information. It's just about getting up time at 79 Wistful Vista. And at this hour of the morning, Mr. and Mrs. McGee speak a language all their own. It doesn't sound like a foreign tongue, but it certainly isn't English. Let's listen as the alarm clock starts their day. Oh, boy. No. Oh, you said it. I wonder what time it is. Since you fixed this clock and put the hands on backwards. It is? I had no idea it was that late. Huh? Didn't you say 8.30? No, no. I said I'm going in to take a shower. Oh. What clothes do you want to wear today? I'll lay them out for you. Okay. Okay? Huh? I said what clothes do you want to wear today? Slacks and sweatshirts? Oh, I don't care. You pick them for me. Boy, I just don't seem to wake up this morning. This morning? Yeah. Maybe a cold shower will wake me up. Oh, dear. The bathroom's the other way, McGee. That's the closet you're in. What'd you say, Molly? I said you're standing in the clothes closet. The what? Oh, it's a good thing you told me. I was about to turn on the shower. Would have got the clothes all wet. Yeah. What else is new? Hmm? McGee, I think you better sit down a minute till your head clears. Or maybe you ought to just go back to bed and skip today altogether. What are you doing? Turn me on the radio. If that shower don't wake me up, maybe the newscast can do it. You won't be able to hear a thing in that shower. Well, you can tell me if I miss anything. Listen close, will you? I like to keep up with the news. What station is the news on? WVIS. WVIS. I think that's... Yeah. And here's the latest on today's important White House news conference. President Eisenhower said that he wanted to go on record as having nothing to report to the public. Until I have a subsequent And those were President Eisenhower's words. Mr. Whole thing. Now for the foreign news. 
Limited Moscow today. The premier Mollenkopf and the special I don't want no ricochet, old man. I don't want no ricochet. You can have your ricochet, old man. I'll get another turtle, though. I said this is only a rumor. Let's hope it isn't true. Oh, this is ridiculous. Now for the world of sports. Wow. Nothing like a cold shower to wake a guy up. Well, what's the news? Anything? Nothing of interest. I'll go downstairs and start breakfast while you get dressed. I laid out your gray suit there on the bed. My gray suit? Oh, I don't want to wear that one. Get my brown one, will you? That's the one I feel like today. I'll wear my brown suit. Oh, you don't want that old thing, do you? Why not? I gave that to the Salvation Army a week ago. You what? Well, you haven't worn it in ages. That suit's ten years old, and besides, the color never was right for you. Made your face look sallow. It didn't, too, either. You even said so yourself. Every time we started to go out, you'd look in the mirror and say, you know, this color makes my face look sallow. And then I'd have to wait while you went back and changed suits. I got a little tired of it, so... So, you gave my favorite suit to the Salvation Army. Oh, McGee. Well, it was my favorite. Maybe I didn't wear it often, but I thought about that suit a lot. What does that mean? It means I'm going to get on the phone and call that Salvation Army and get my favorite suit back. You can't take it back, McGee. I gave it to them. I'll buy it back. That's my favorite suit. And why should a guy wear a gray suit when his favorite suit is a brown suit? And the suit that suits me best is the suit that... Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Hello, everyone. This is Robert Merrill. In the American Cancer Society's vast effort to control cancer, there is one aspect that interests me particularly. This is the fellowship program for outstanding young doctors. Here are men who have devoted years to preparing themselves for their profession, college, medical school, interning, and perhaps more time as resident physicians. Many promising careers are open to them at this point, careers which will support their families comfortably. Yet, they accept American Cancer Society fellowships at $50 a week. Now, these dedicated young scientists are working for us. We owe it to ourselves to help them in this tremendous fight against man's cruelest enemy. We can and we must help this fellowship program as well as the other valuable endeavors of the American Cancer Society. Give generously. Mail your contribution today to Cancer, care of your local post office. And this is the place, Salvation Army Salvage Store. Come on, Molly. Let's hope we're not too late. Oh, this is the silliest thing. Coming all the way down here to get back a suit you never liked in the first place. I did, too. You never wore it. Said it made you look sallow. I did, too, and I didn't either. That suit... Good afternoon. May I help you folks? Oh, yes, ma'am. We're the people that called. McGee's the name. I'm embarrassed. Oh, yes, you called about a suit. Um, everything was so sort of confusing over the phone. And oh, I'm... I know. That, that's why I come down here. Well, all our suits are over there on the racks. I'm sure you'll find something serviceable. And, of course, they cost very little because they're all donated to us. That's how we manage... Hey, Molly, that's it. Look, the suit that guy's trying on. That's my brown suit. My favorite suit. Oh, let him have it, McGee. Oh, dear. Does he mean that suit uh, was his, madam? I'm terribly embarrassed about it. You see, I gave the suit to your man, you know, on the truck. Now my husband wants it back. We'll pay for it, of course. Oh, my... The man trying it on seems to like it. Well, he can just unlike it. That's my favorite suit, and I'm going over there and tell him. Oh, oh, please. 
Please don't start any trouble within Mr. McGee. Mr. Hammerschlag is a little short-tempered sometimes. Mr. Who? His name is Hammerschlag. Uh, I think he used to fight under the name of Rockhead Grogan. Uh, I? You mean he... Uh, yes. He was a welterweight champion of the stockyards at one time. Hmm. Chicago. That's all. Come on, dearie. Let's go home. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You heard what the lady said. You're not going up to a man named Rockhead Grogan and demand your suit back. Let me think a minute. There must be some way... Look, Maxie Rosenblum, I don't... Uh-oh. Looks like you made a sale, ma'am. Hey, how do you like the suit on me, Miss Brown? Ain't it a beaut? Do you really like it, Rock? Ah, uh, this is it. You know what I mean? Ain't often you can hold a one like this with only three cigar points in it. And look at how them lapels lay there. No wrinkles. But he's snazzy, huh, Mac? You don't fit you. Yes, sir, boy, I like this suit. I've been buying suits here for about three years now. But I've never been as true with a selection as I am with this one. This suit is me, you know what I mean? Too old for you. What do you mean, Mac? You don't like the suit? Oh, yes. Yes, he loves it. And in that, he is alone. Oh, sure, it's a beautiful suit, bud. It'd look fine on, well, on an older fellow. Like me. It's just a, well, a young fellow like you, you, you ought to have something sportier. Oh? Hey, uh, move away from the mirror. Let me see. A guy like you with, with your build, you know, athletic type. Uh-huh. You, you, you need something sharp, boy. Know what I mean? Hey, you know something? You're right. I never noticed a color. Kind of drab, ain't it? From my type, I mean. Why, sure it is. What you need is a bright shade. Like this blue gabardine over here. This electric blue. Blue gabardine, huh? Sure, that's the perfect type for you. Athletic looking. Slip out of that drab brown and try this bright blue gabardine with the belt in the back. You'll see what a handsome-looking guy it makes. And, Doctor, believe it or not, that man walked out of there in a faded blue gabardine suit so proud of that belt in the back he had to show it to everyone on the way out. It's a wonder McGee didn't get a belt in the head. So he got his suit back, did he? He was so happy he gave the lady $10 for it. <laughs> The minute we got back home, he ran right upstairs to put it on. That's where he is now. Well, I guess this only goes to prove that old saying. What's that? Never a dull moment at 79 Wistful Vista. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the last time I ever give away any of his clothes. Yeah. If you could have heard him howl. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Here comes our little fashion flower now. Oh, Molly, how do I look? I told you. Oh, hi, Pat. I didn't notice you for a minute. Thought it was the piano. That's very funny, Indian giver. What do you mean, Indian giver? I never gave any Indians anything. I mean anybody who gives his suit to the Salvation Army and then runs down there and takes it away from a needy little old man. It wasn't any needy little old man, you big tallow top. It was an ex-prize fighter. And I found him another suit and I paid ten bucks for this one back. And now he's happy. The Salvation Army will get it, all right. Later on, after I've had some wear out of it. This is my favorite suit, Doc. Look how it fits, boy. Great, huh? Hmm... Turn around. Yeah, it fits perfectly. Sure. Good job of tailoring, all right. Betcha. Too bad you didn't pick a different color. Color? Let me get a look in that mirror again. Pretty drab shade of brown for you, McGee. Hmm. It is kind of drab at that. Uh Uh-huh. Makes me look sort of... Sort of sallow, don't you think? Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, I think he's right, Molly. It does make him look sallow. I never noticed. Hmm. I, with my complexion, has to be careful. Yeah. I don't want to walk around looking like I had malaria. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, gee whiz, if a guy looks sallow, hand me the phone. What are you going to do? I'm going to call that Salvation Army. Oh. I can't wear a suit like this, and they might as well have it. Some poor guy can get a lot of wear out of this suit now. Fibber and Molly will be right back. Hi, I'm Donna Shore, and I'm here to tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations. We're on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have the very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see us. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And, of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. We'd love to have you with us. Interesting item in the paper tonight, Molly, about the H-bomb. It says... I know. I read it. Oh? But say, uh, why do they call it an H-bomb? I never understood that term. Well, it's very simple. Just an abbreviation. They call it the H-bomb on account of because when it goes off, it blows the H out of everything. Oh? They just can't come right out and say... Okay. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Jack Moyles as Rockhead Grogan, and Eleanor Audley as the woman. This is John Wald inviting you to tune in tomorrow to witness a bout between a wasp and Mr. McGee of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Follow the Senate Committee hearings tonight on the NBC Radio Network.